thought I'd talk about Charles Bukowski, the poet, today, and what I've learned from him over a long time. I met, I first, I was on a tram, pretty drunk, going down Ligon Street, maybe 2005, 2006, and started talking to this girl on the tram, and she invited me back, and we just got drunk, and we talking shit and she showed me Charles Bukowski's poetry and I never gave a shit about poetry I didn't care I guess the closest I ever came to it um, was through Michael Looney's work um, which is he has poetic observations but he's I guess he's he's not he's not a poet in a in a traditional way but either is Bukowski and a lot of people will bag out on Bukowski for being not sort of a formalist, traditionalist poet. And he, I guess he, he popularised confessional poetry, which is, I did this, I did that, and, and he always brings it back to a personal level where he's fucked up somehow, or, but, and, but the world is equally as fucked up. He always seems to balance things out in a really interesting way, and, Sometimes it's almost a little bit like reading the a journal of a cartoon character because he did love sort of self-aggrandizing and talking talking himself up about how heroic and tough and he was. Um, but the older he got, the more his poetry became a, a little a little bit softer and a little bit more. G- almost like a real voice you could feel not a real voice but just something else was breaking through into his mid 60s um he's because he's he started writing poetry at the age of 35 he was writing before that but he got really shit-faced for 15 years from 20 to 35 and did write a little bit but then he went into between 35 and 50 he was working in a mail room and he loved Ezra Pound. I, I've tried reading Ezra Pound's poetry. I f- like, he's regarded as a genius, but I, I find it personally dif- difficult to understand. Or feel, I feel like I need a, a code breaker to read it while alongside his work. Sometimes a turn of phrase will stand out. But, um, yeah, he loved that sort of stuff. And he was writing... He, he was kind of writing... It was a bit more faluting, I guess, before he was 50, his poetry. But then it started to get more blunt and and brutal and he, there was nothing to hide behind, nothing fancy to hide behind and that it was kind of startling, his, his work. And he talked a lot about booze and sex workers and just, yeah, re- really, old, really old school stuff that is feels like a foreign country now I, I only caught a whiff of it as a kid in the 80s until this new world turned up and he he wrote in what i've learned from him he'll write about stuff that, like the darkest thoughts that we might have that but we'll never say it even write it in a diary or anything like let's talk about evil he's talked about he had fbi files on him for publishing stuff in porno magazines that um yeah he would have just been cancelled a billion trillion times today but he almost feels like an antidote to current culture it's a it's a 
it's beautiful that you can walk into a shop like Reading's bookstore in Melbourne and still find his best of sort of stuff in such a such a quaint bookshop. But I love that he um, had the courage to say stuff that everyone's thinking that no one's saying. They've been moralised to so much that they don't even have any dark thoughts anymore. And I love the idea that, like, Jung would talk about the shadow self and he totally pulled the darkness and the lightness together in a lot of his stuff. Nowadays, when you read stuff about lightness, that doesn't feel like it has gravity or it doesn't feel like it has any realness to a lot of work. I'm saying that really broadly. Yeah, a lot of his stuff was so dark that when he did talk about light, uh, he would kind of in a chiaroscuro way as the as the old oil painting masters would really contrast those darks and lights. He does it. He does it so well. And all the things that we're not allowed to do or not supposed to talk about, or you're not allowed to have those sorts of opinions, or just against all science, all wisdom. He he. He really just went just went the other way. He was kind of a contrarian, and a lot of my favourite artists always take what whatever the popular wisdom is of the day, whether it comes from doctors or scientists or theologians or historians or sociologists, and, and will flip it on its head and try and find the tiny truth in opposition to the popular one. And that tiny truth just feels like such a relief, such a siphon of of steam. That, come, that comes out, it's like popping a huge yellow disgusting pimple until it looks like red and yellow custard on your arm. <laughs> it's a, he wrote a lot of his stuff pissed, pretty much. He, he'd usually write with beer or red wine. He didn't really write with spirits because he liked the idea that beer, he could write all, all through the night. He'd get home and, and save his energy for... Um, writing and he'd go to work the next day and people would tell him that he'd stink like a petrol station. What I get most from him is almost like a a sense of Dutch a Dutch courage. It's like reading his stuff, I feel drunk. You get drunk off his off reading his drunken words. And he he often said he'd write drunk and then and then play around with it the next night editing it still drunk as, as opposed to Hemingway's uh, famous quote, which is "right drunk, edit sober," and a lot of his work sort of also. I've, I'm sort of scatterbraining this podcast episode, but revolved around casual references to suicide and and um, death, the beauty of life, and he'd sometimes he'd he would well, he'd often at at some point in his career he'd finish off his poems almost the punchline would become some sort of piece of nature that he had just observed after talking about all this hellish shit. He detested the left because of its sort of clicky, bitchy, ingrown, arty, elitist vibe. And he also hated the right for its just sometimes lack of humanity in some areas of life. He sort of stepped outside politics altogether. He thought it was just a piece of piece of shit. But for me... Yeah, what I get out of him the most is, I guess, I guess it's his sense, his sense of courage against popular ideas and opinion, probably the most, and his his brutal use of language 
there's no he doesn't there's no mucking around it, he just punches you in the face <laughs> before there's no there's no sort of, it's not a gentle nihilism he's already beaten you to a, the trigger warning you've you've already stepped on a landmine before the trigger warning can even come in <laughs> I kind of love that I love that he'd punch up yes but he'd also punch down I guess you could call it that if if the if there was truth in punching down, he would. He'd call he just he'd call out bullshit left, right, and center, up, down, left, right, wherever. He just didn't care. He didn't care about the the rules. I remember walking home from a nine to five job at one point and thinking, oh my god, this guy makes so much fucking sense. And he'd be talking about drinking and smoking, and I'd sit by the train tracks and I'd and I'd have a drink and a smoke with him it felt like talking to an old friend just just reading his words it just felt it felt like hanging out with him Uh, over time that kind of disappeared and it feels like a like a faint shadow now because I've I know I know a lot of his work I've probably read 90% of it a few times and I've heard a lot of people outgrow his stuff like it's kind of like a, a bit of an angsty teenager I've returned to it over the last 15 years thinking, yeah, but I've finally outgrown him and then going, no, he actually, he actually has, still has some good shit to say. Like the more I take on life, the more I go, ah, oh, that, I've brought a whole new different meaning to what he was saying because a lot of his stuff he wrote over the age of 50. So he'd lived life. He, he didn't have to make shit up. He'd, he'd already done it. Like a lot of famous writers are in their 20s and 30s and as haven't you know they're just they're just kind of bullshit artists who win awards and are very clever and of course they've of course they've lived life as well but not something else happens I reckon beyond beyond 50 I'm not quite 50 yet but a lot yeah a few of my favorite comedians and writers are usually around probably 50 or just older than me I'm always interested in hearing something from someone who's older than me even if they're not even if they, you know, they're not well known or whatever, I always feel like they might have something interesting to say, just because they've taken on lots of life and they have the data from simply existing to to recognise patterns and see what is going on. His editor John John Martin once said that he could have been one of the great comedians of his generation, and it's kind of it's true i always find myself i'm reading this really dark shit and all of a sudden he'll say something (laughs) you're not allowed to say it but he'll just say it but you were i was slightly thinking something just dodgy as fuck and he's just gone out and said it and even more crazily than i'd imagined it in the first place but he just yeah he's there's there's humor to it as well and i know that a lot of people will pick on him and say, um, "Oh, he's just a—he's a piece of shit." If if you're dating someone who likes Bukowski, you're in trouble because I guess that's the—that's the popular way. He was kind of part of a generation where, in inverted commas, men were men, and that doesn't exist anymore. And it's—it's true—it's kind of true. Like whether or not I like to believe that or not. It, it is true. Um, in that kind of sense, he, he kind of speaks to human as dumbass animals with instincts to fulfil. And he strips away the layers of 
what who men and women should and shouldn't be and just strips us back to super basic atavistic reptilian instinct of what what the disgusting things that we just are not even disgusting it will he was kind of self-loathing but also not but he he just strips he strips humanity away to and shows it for what it really is he often talks about the courage that other authors before him had brought him and in a way he was living off the borrowed courage of authors that he loved and also the coward's blood in his words of booze and in some ways i've lived off the borrowed courage of bukowski and and also my favorite authors who've almost they overlap you know in a venn diagram for sure like they all they're all saying the same sort of thing they're all crying about the same sort of thing in a in a good way Sometimes I wonder what he would say about the current state of culture in the world. And, you know, and I think he would just say nothing's changed. It just looks like it's changed, but nothing really has. <laughs> That's what I reckon he would say. Something like that, but way more poetically and with a larger explosion. Something I learned from him was um, just in terms of writing style and a technique, he, he hated writing that dawdled on and on. He loved the power of a sentence. And he talks about it in some YouTube clip where he says that each line should carry a delicious little juice. In a way, he was writing memes. His poems were memes. And it's almost how Instagram works now in that you ha almost have to catch someone with an explosive combustible line immediately and people's brains have been sort of turned into that sort of adhd but maybe not maybe writing was boring all along and he he sort of was writing memes before they were kind of invented whole poems of his were kind of made up of memes in a way whole poems of his were almost like highlight reels each line like a zinger and the cumulative effect of zinger after zinger just it would just make my mind spin and i'd and i'd almost just i'd just breathe a sigh of relief going oh my god the the whiplash of too many too many truths said in a row just made my heart all fluttery and and good those sorts of poems feel like they add a few years to my life and i guess that's why that's why i like his stuff to finish this off, I should read one of my favourite poems of his, and one of my favourite poems of all time. And it's kind of, he wrote it close closer to the end of his life, and he, this is what I regard of more of his softer kind of stuff. And to some people it seems out of character, but I feel like it was always in his character. If you read between the lines of his, his more sort of macho shit, but it goes like this... The Laughing Heart by Charles Bukowski. Your life is your life. Don't let it be clubbed into dank submission. Be on the watch. There are ways out. There is light somewhere. It may not be much light, but it beats the darkness. Be on the watch. The gods will offer you chances. Know them. Take them. You can't beat death, but you can beat death in life sometimes. And the more often you learn to do it, the more light there will be. Your life is your life. Know it while you have it. You are marvellous. The gods wait to delight in you.